everyone, welcome to Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is Ike Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. And you will remember my guest this, uh, this week from last year's podcast, Alessio Vega, who is an internationally known porn star at this point. <laughs> Thank really, you. really big. Thank you for that. You are by far one of the best bottom models I have worked with. You I, think? Oh absolutely. my God, that's are such a good compliment. <laughs> Thank you. That's such a huge compliment. I'm, cu- I'm curious, how many, how many um, studios have you worked with? Oh God, I've lost count. I mean, okay. it's been it's been it's been a few. So you've been around, yeah, for okay, sure, good. for sure. I've been around. I mean, not. Th- and this is something that I wanted to talk to you about. I, mm-hmm. I believe I kind of have a hard time sometimes believing that I'm like internationally known, or you know, or Alessio Vega in, mm. in a way, because my career in a way has been kind of like up and down in terms of me like giving one hundred percent, because the intention was never really to become a star you know like this this was just something that i uh started because i saw the potential of it you know and things just started kind of like unfolding you Mm -hmm. know but i was never really seeking fame or rename or anything you know i'm like if it happens it happens you know but uh i don't know i'm still sometimes surprised by that title i'm like really it's funny you say that because we hang out here Mm -hmm. we we shoot we get together we text we do all this stuff and i forget I forget what we do outside of what we do. Yeah. Because when you walk around, I'm sure people recognize you now. Yes. And that's the funny part. Sometimes I'm, you know, out with friends and something and somebody will approach me as like, oh my God, Alessio Vega, I love your work. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Or sometimes they want to take a picture. Yeah. So that part still surprises me, you know, because I'm, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't like to think of myself as, oh, I'm this, you know. Uh, superstar, mm-hmm. porn star. You know, I don't see myself that way. And I don't know, sometimes it's just a little like, really? You know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's 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 just, it's. I guess what's difficult for me to understand that is that I've kind of like, p- particularly for the past two years, I've been so like in and out of porn and not purposefully, just like, well, either I, I had another job at the you know, at that moment, or I was also taking care of my mental health, you know, for this past two years. So, and voluntarily in a way, I was, I've always been kind of like in and out, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel that that's how people know me. It's like, I think I know who you are, but I don't know who you are. You know yeah, what I mean? You got that face. Yeah. 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 And then when they do realize, they're like, oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh, exactly. wait a minute. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah. But the people that recognize me, I feel very humbled. And I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's amazing does, that, that you know my name. You does know? it usually happen in situations that are not, like for instance, I know we had spoke about it in, in the last episode where mm-hmm. uh, the cruise Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people recognized you at the cruise. Yeah, usually it happens. It happens more in gay settings, like Mm -hmm. when I'm at the bar with friends or like in a party. uh, People would recognize me there, you know. And uh, but yeah, it hasn't happened yet in settings that I'm like, oh my god, like how, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's it happens more in obviously in gay settings. How have you been since we've last spoken? I know you said a little bit about mental health. Yeah. Getting getting right. Yeah. What has led you into that? direction oh god it's been a very very tough two years it's been very tough since 2020 obviously i mean for everybody 2020 was rough you know but for me particularly it was really rough me and my husband are no longer together that's probably like the main the main thing you know that has been really affected my mental health and 
kind of like shook my world and I had really no clue where to take myself from there, you know? Yeah. So that is probably like the biggest, you know, thing that happened to me this past year, but been kind of like bringing on since 2020. I mean, in our last interview, I still talked about him and acknowledged him and I still had my wedding band on and but uh, we were in rocky water since since 2020 so you already knew something was I never really knew what was going on until after uh, the breakup but it was it was hard you know I remember in 2020 we were just having a rough uh, a rough time we were constantly fighting about you know the most littlest things and then I started noticing uh things that were like happening in the background and then I was getting like all flustered and and before I continue I want to tell you and I guess what I'm about to share with you is not with the intention to rant or like gossip or put myself in a victim mode you know because that's not really that's not really my purpose or my focus I feel that by being vulnerable and sharing my experience with you and your audience, I feel it's been very healing for me to do that mm -hmm. because I felt that I had to stay silent for so long, you know, since, you know, since this was going on and out of shame, I kept everything to myself. I isolated myself. I did not talk to friends when literally shit was going down, mm -hmm. you know, I literally just encapsulated myself and my problems, you know, I had no one to talk to. At least I didn't feel I could. Uh, so out of shame, I just kept everything to myself. And now, also through therapy and just talking about my experience, it's been very healing to do so, you know? So hopefully, you know, you and your audience understands that I'm just doing this out of, I'm being vulnerable, you know, with you. I know that there are a lot of uh, porn models, porn stars, content creators who have significant others who are not involved in the industry per se. Mm-hmm. You, your, your husband at the time was not necessarily involved. Yeah, correct. Obviously, I started this career because I had his full-on support, you know, 100%. And, you know, people could go, well, of course, you know, it was very difficult because how do you manage a relationship with a porn star, you know? But I had his support 100%. And we filmed a few fan content videos, you know, ourselves and with other people as well. So he kind of like had a foot in, but not necessarily as, you know, with studios or like an international porn mm -hmm. star. But he was okay appearing in videos whenever he wanted to, you know? And whenever he felt comfortable, we would do videos together. Outside of that, outside of doing a couple of videos together, is it difficult to navigate a relationship with somebody who knows mm. that you are an adult entertainer. Of course. I see relationships. I see throuples. I see yeah. all this stuff. And every time I see it, I'm always very cautious because I'm like, well, these people are going head in. Of course. And yeah. a lot of times it just doesn't, when you, when you love too hard, it can, it can break your heart very hard. Of course. Yeah. And I can understand that that probably might've been the toughest part for him to handle, you know, but there were many elements. I mean, we are also outside of porn we both are well were are uh performers you know and we would travel constantly as well for work i was in cruise ships he was touring the united states uh, with shows you know so we were always constantly apart in a way 
I liked to believe that we had very good communication, you know, but obviously that kind of, you know, took a toll eventually in our relationship, you know, because there were so many periods of time that we were apart, mm -hmm. you know, that I feel that the connection eventually lost itself, you know? And then when we went into lockdown in 2020, and when a lot of problems started, uh, you know, coming to the surface, I was in a complete different mindset that he was. I was happy to be home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, after traveling so long, you know, all over the world, and I was finally happy to be home. And there was a pandemic in the middle and nobody was doing anything. Like the entire world was shut down, you know? But I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm home. I'm with my husband. And for him, it was a complete opposite. His world, like, was completely coming to an end because, oh my God, it's like my job ended and I'm like, I'm here stuck in this apartment and I don't know what to do and there's no work and you know the, the stresses that mm -hmm. everybody went through, you know, in 2020. But now that some time, you know, went by and now I know the real cause of why was he, act why was he acting that way. Now I'm like, oh, it makes sense why your world crumbled because... If you yeah. want to get into it, we can. If we'll, you'd... Sure. We'll get into those details. But eventually I found out that uh, my husband was having an affair with somebody that he met from work, you know? Four people, because I know they're out there. Mm -hmm. Four people who will say to you, well, he was having an affair, but you are an adult entertainer. Of course, you're a porn star that's taking loads, you know, every yeah. single fucking day. Of course. For that, I, I just wanted to... Mm -hmm. Point that out just so... Yeah. I mean, I can acknowledge, you know, that that's, that's difficult, you know, to navigate, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, of course. But um, for me, it was very easy, and I guess this is just personality-wise or who I am as a person, to separate sex from an emotional connection with mm -hmm. somebody else, you know? Because... Uh, my ex-partner and I, we, we had an open relationship, you okay. know? Okay. And for me, it was just, whatever you want to do, you know, do it, just include me in your adventures, you know? Even if we're apart and we can't be together physically, just let me know what you do with people, you know? And I would respect that part of our open relationship. I would always tell him what would happen, you know, behind the scenes or with so-and-so. Like, I would keep that open communication with him, you know? Okay. So... So yeah, we had this open relationship. I'm like, who am I, you know, to keep you from having your flings and, and stuff, you know, with other people if I'm here, obviously doing it professionally in front of the camera as well, you know? But for me, it was very easy to separate the emotional aspect of that than in doing it for work, you know? For me, it was very clear. Mm -hmm. um, Everybody in the industry obviously knew that I was married, you know, I would, that was my way of acknowledging him and making him part of my career. Mm -hmm. I would wear my wedding band every single time I could, you know, in scenes. I mean, obviously we recorded videos together. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody knew, you know, as, as a couple. So that was my way of honoring him, you know, in this career. It's like, I know we can't share this because you're not a porn star, but... Um, this is my way of letting you know you're important in my life, you know? Yeah. Everybody's going to know that obviously I'm married and I'll put on my wedding band. And so that was my way of 
putting it. There was an understanding. There was communication. Yes. Right. And and trust, as right. would be good in any open relationship. Correct. Where where this kind of broke down was the lack of communication that you were saying, right? While you guys were traveling too much. Correct. And then also now you have, if he had an affair to you, is that affair an emotional affair? And is that worse than a physical affair? An emotional affair is by far, by far the, the hardest for me, you know? I guess for anyone, because you're basically falling out of love from your partner, you know, and like giving somebody else a chance. And I've never been on that side of the t- table ever in my adult life. Uh, whenever I've had a, a, a partner or a significant other, I've never, it's never been in my nature to be like, but what if there's something else, you know? And even, uh, if I came across people that I'm like, mm, something might, you know, open up here. If I keep having communication with you, I would know exactly how to, you know, cut that door, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, it was always very easy to put limits to people because That's- I'm like, if, if I do this, if I go out with you for dinner, if I spend the night, uh, if we go out and watch a movie, I know that this is opening doors that will lead to something else. That can know? develop into feelings. Correct. Because that, especially yeah. for gay men, you know, for most gay men, it's very easy for us to have casual sex and not have feelings, you know? At least that's my case. Mm-hmm. But to create an emotional connection with somebody, that is more difficult, and there's a lot of steps in between that need to happen in order for you to be like, oh my God, I think I have feelings for yeah. you. Because we don't develop feelings just by fucking one time with somebody. It's interesting you say that because I've met escorts mm-hmm. who have clients who want the boyfriend experience. Mm-hmm. And they say that that's the toughest part of their job is to oh, have yeah. to make believe to be someone's boyfriend. Correct. 100%. So... I can see what you're saying. Yeah. So, and you know, now and looking back, obviously it made sense because he was obviously on uh, on tour with this person and living a life in a way with this person, you know, when I was not there, obviously. So I can understand that part of when they both eventually, you know, made a connection and they were like, oh my God, I think I have feelings for you, you know, so I can understand that 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 was difficult and that that happened, you know? And I remember at the beginning, I started seeing like some signs and uh, I remember I asked him directly, you know, because I started seeing a lot of photos of them together and he was just like, oh no, no, nothing's happening. He has a fiance, he is, uh, he's engaged, everything is fine. And I'm like, okay. So it was denied. Correct. I was going to ask if it was kept secret, but if it's... Yeah, no. So I, you know, I trusted him when I started seeing those uh, those things, but it was denied. And in many other occasions, I brought it up again, but it was always denied, obviously. So, um, so yeah, I had, I hadn't like my suspicions at the very beginning, but nothing really, like I just trusted him. Mm -hmm. I trusted him. Yeah. Do you keep up with him now? How long, how long were you married? Uh, we've been together for six years and married for three. Unfortunately, we did not end up in very good terms. Basically, the entire lockdown in 2020 was, this is a part that I acknowledge, you know, in my wrong, I guess, wrongdoings in the relationship. I started turning into this 
monster, I called it, you know, because there was a lack of many things which were now that I see as flags, you know, it's like your relationship is crumbling and it's about to end, you know. There was a lot of lack of intimacy, uh, which he also pointed out, obviously a lack of sex. And at the beginning, I didn't, I was aware of that, but I didn't know how to handle it, if it makes any sense. It, it wasn't after years of being in therapy that I'm like, oh, that's why I was reacting that way. Uh, because for me, intimacy and sex are completely different things. And I remember one of our main things or one of my our main fights in, in lockdown is I always was the one to initiate some sort of physical contact, you know, like touching his hand, caressing him, cuddling, uh, waking up and like, you know, turning over the bed and like, good morning and mm. kiss him. And eventually that from his part started fading away to the point where I remember thinking to myself, I feel very uncomfortable being around him because every single time I try to cuddle him at nights, he just like, you know, pushes me over or it's like, I'm too warm or like, I didn't even want to touch him because I, I felt that it made mm. him uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. So to the point where there were so many nights that I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to initiate anything and see if anything happens or changes or if he initiates things, you know? And did he? Never did. Never. There were so many nights where I just like, you know, turned over my bed and I was just like looking at the window and waiting for like a hug or a cuddle. And it, it just never happened. Did you ever think... I mean, I know stuff goes through your head in those, in those moments, but did you think like, okay, well, this is, there's something, there's something wrong here. I thought there was something wrong and I thought I was doing the right thing by externalizing my anger and resentment at him, you know, and being, cause I remember when I finally acknowledged that like something's wrong because you're just not touching me or anything. One of our main discussions I remember I was just screaming at him. It's like, I need affection. I need affection. Because I feel that I'm always the one who's initiating contact, a caress, um, holding your leg, cuddles, and you're just like rejecting me. Obviously, you know, that that brought up a lot of stuff and it triggered him and it, that was the cause of like many fights, obviously. But in a way... I was kind of like gaslighted to believe that I was just like the issue, you know? Mm -hmm. And then eventually, I remember this one night where um, he was just like, I'm going out for a run. It was like 8.30 p.m. And he has never been the running type, ever. So it obviously came to me to a surprise, still in the middle of lockdown. I'm like, why are you going out for a run at 8.30 p.m.? well, why can't I go out for a run? And I'm like, well, because you're never out for a run. And I have all reasons to believe something's going on mm -hmm. because you've done this and this and this and this in the past. And I thought that I was doing my, you know, my work by saying, I'm angry because of all of this. How do we handle it? You know? Mm -hmm. Up front. That was, yeah, that was definitely my approach. And now I acknowledge that it was probably not the best But I thought at the moment that I'm telling you I'm angry because of all of these things that you've done in the past. So I have every right to believe that you're going out for a run. It's, it's because of something else. Yeah, I would take that approach too. 
I'm, I come from the school of you lay it all out. Correct. You know why I'm mad. And then after that, you can kind of get over it. Correct. So he wasn't going for a run. No. Eventually, I, I found out that uh, he was going for like three, four hour runs uh, to meet up with this guy. And I later on, you know, found out through friends that would text me. I saw your husband with so-and-so. Are you guys okay? Uh, I saw photos of them, of this guy in our neighborhood in Long Island City. And I'm like, what is he doing in Long Island City? And it was around that time where my husband was going out for runs, Mm -hmm. you know, and he would come back home and like like he would not even be sweating, you know? And so it was just very weird. But, you know, after that fight, he got extremely angry and obviously attacked me. It's like, how dare you think that I'm like seeing another man or another person in the middle of the pandemic? I just want to go out for a run. You wouldn't even let me do that. So it got like turned into me. And then I felt extremely guilty, you know. Mm -hmm. So eventually, of course, I was like, go out for runs, you know take all of your time so like i did not even question if it was four or three hours you know because i was made felt guilty you know so eventually when that you know when that happened uh there was still a lot of fights going on until he reached his breaking point and uh and he was like i'm done i can't do this anymore i'm done and then I went into fighting mode, you know? Because yeah. I'm like, we can't just let this end. And then I seeked couples therapy and uh, found a counselor for us. And we only had four sessions together. Like after four, after the fourth session, he was just like, I can't do this. In front of our therapist, he was just like, I just want, you know, um, Alessio to let me go. But all the while not telling you that there was somebody else. Correct. Sure. Correct. I was, I was never told. So he let you go through uh, the, it was, the therapy process. And not, not to say... Correct. I'm not trying to pass judgment, but it's kind of, kind of dicked. And, well, it was, it was very tough because I remember when he had this breakdown, he left uh, our apartment because he needed time to reflect what he wanted to do or what he wanted in his life. And it was a very painful moment in the summer of 2020 for me because I almost took my own life away because of that. And I remember flying back home with friends and family because that's where literally all of my support system was. And I remember talking to them. I just literally have no clue why this is happening like i can't tell you a specific thing or pinpoint this is why we're breaking up or this is why we're having problems i had no clue no clue so obviously i was just constantly blaming myself and it's like well it's because i turned into a fucking monster well it's because i was attacking him well it's because i was just constantly blaming and blaming myself and uh but i stayed in therapy you know because I obviously believe that I was a problem. And eventually, this should have been the sign for me to be, I think, I think we, should, we should end things up. It's when October 2020 came around and our lease was up. And uh, he, 
he opted to go live with his parents upstate and I was left to my own devices. So I had to figure out where to live without him, you know? And still under the impression of, he kept telling me, this is just temporary, this is just temporary. i sorry, I need to go live with my parents. Uh, and I had to figure out where to live on myself. Still in hopes of, that we were going to come back eventually, that this was temporary, and me just giving him his space because he was still undecided. Mm. He still didn't know what he wanted, you know? After that big fight and break that happened, he still was in that position of like, I don't know what I want. So I gave him that space. I'm like, okay, you go live with your parents. I will live by myself. And uh, so we were apart until like April 2021, this past year. The last time I saw him, he brought over a bunch of personal documents that he was storing, you know, which like, I don't know, birth certificate, social security card, stuff, important stuff that he was keeping, you know. And I remember I told him, why did you bring over, you know, all of my things? He's like, oh no, well, just in case you need them. I'm like, but I don't need them. You're storing all of our important paperwork. No, no, well, I mean, if you don't need them, eventually I'll just take them back. And I'm like, okay, sure. So it was, it was literally the bare minimum. Since we lost our apartment, I would see him once a week or every two weeks, you know? Like he would come down to the city and we would hang out for a while and then he would leave, you know? Sometimes two weeks would go by and then I would see him one day. So it was that until that day when he brought my things and three days after he broke up with me over the phone. Simply saying, uh, I'm very depressed and I can't do this anymore. And um, so I was still in a way kind of like, what happened? You know, what happened? Like, and of course, I called my family and it's like, what does that mean? That's like, he can't, like, that he's depressed, that he can't do this anymore. And I'm like, I just don't know what to do anymore. It's like, it's, I've, it's done. I think it's finally done. And, uh, and then it's when all of the clicks started happening, you know, when I'm like, oh, this is why, this is what happened. Um, eventually, he just, uh, that same weekend when he broke up with me he was already in a flight to LA to go see this guy and then the next week they went to Puerto Vallarta together and it's just been this way of I guess for him how of how to cope with what happened you know they've just been together traveling non-stop ever since it happened but I was never told that it was because of that reason so it was very hard for me to assimilate and be like, oh, this is what was happening. Now it makes sense, of course. So his depression went away when he was traveling, I assume? or I mean, if that was his way of coping with uh, breaking a relationship, that's, that's his choice, you know? But uh, I guess the tough part is that I just blamed myself yes. for so long. Well, that's... I was going to get back to your feelings of of like suicidal thoughts right yeah at what point do you, you don't feel that way anymore correct no like not at all okay. no thank god but, thank for therapy thank god for therapy but it was the idea that something went wrong in your relationship and that you might have been the cause of it that 
led Correct. to that. That led to that. Well, that's very. That's very. That's very selfish of, of this man. Unfortunately, because now how you found out how everything was, I can't even begin to imagine. It was it was extremely tough, and uh, obviously, I mean, not even the aspect of like wanting to take away my own life, you know. But it's uh, it's the fact that there was no reason for this to be this messy, yeah. you know. Yeah, because uh, there were many occasions where I, you know, try to open up communication, and I'm like, what do you think went wrong? Were you having an affair? What's happening? There were many occasions where, like, not even in a fighting way, uh, we were. I was trying to have this conversation with him. It was. There were many missed opportunities where he would have just simply said, "You know, this is what's happening," and you know, maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe he was still making up his mind. Maybe he didn't, you know, necessarily know if he wanted to be 100% with this guy or not, you know, I can give him that. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that even while you don't know, it's always good to keep, especially after a six year relationship. Correct. Would you like, would you have responded? So I mean, outside of defending your marriage mm-hmm. and your relationship, would you have been so, fiery or volatile that he could not tell you hey i'm you know i've been with this person traveling with him and i'm starting to get feelings and i don't know what to do if he said that to you would you have been so i would have understand obviously 100 percent, and would have preferred that over being uh put as this is was all because of you and because of the lack of intimacy in the relationship, you know? And I could I could only do so much, you know, what I can take from what happened is I did my very best to save our marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. I seeked counseling for us. I stayed in therapy for us. I gave him his space. Um, I know what, what I did from my part, you know? And I fought till the very end. And that's what I can take from... Uh, this experience, you know, that I didn't, I didn't give up. I didn't give up. And, uh, and, you know, now it's, it's, it's kind of tough because now he's in the same industry that I am. He's also doing porn now with, with his new man as well. Your, your ex-husband. Correct. Okay. You had mentioned briefly, I thought it was just the guy that he was with. No, they, uh, the other guy has been in the industry for a while. And, uh, but now, Obviously, my man is also doing it as well. Interesting. X-Man, sorry. <laughs> do you think, um, before we get into, I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, the healing process, right? Correct. Like where you are in it, but also like the steps you took, because I mm-hmm. think it's it's important for other people who might be feeling that way too. Yeah, we're going through the same thing. Do you think there was any kind of envy? I'm not really sure. Why would all of a sudden now... Why would he start doing porn? Well, maybe because uh, I, I honestly don't know. I can't be in his head, but maybe I think it has to do a lot with his current partner. You know, that's also in the same industry, and uh, maybe they saw an opportunity to do this together. You know, and team up. And uh, but uh, I remember the reason that he told me when we were still in kind of like good talking terms 
uh, he just said, it's just money is really scarce right now. And this is an opportunity that I saw. And I hope that you can understand. And I'm like, you don't have to give me reasons of why you started an OnlyFans. You know, it's like, go for it. If you mm -hmm. think you're low in money and you need it, I, I understand. Who am I to tell you? Don't start an OnlyFans, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, this was still before I didn't know that he was... Uh, with this other with guy. With this other guy, okay. correct. But of course, when then I found out, I'm like, of course it makes sense, you know? And and that's okay, you know, if that's what he wants to do and if he's happy doing it, that's okay. But also in a way that was like a weight lift off my shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, it was not you. It wasn't you. And also it was not porn. It was not the career because I, I did think for a brief moment, maybe it's because I'm a porn star, you know? But clearly that's not the issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being with a, for him, being with a porn star, it's not, it's not the issue. So there were so many, you know, things being lift off my shoulder that was very healing. And obviously, just talking about my experience and being vulnerable with people, just because I stayed silent for so long, you know? And therapy has been the main, probably the main healing factor for me, you know, that's been so helpful. So sleuthing right finding all of this stuff out because mm -hmm. he didn't tell you mm -hmm. still to this day still to this day he has not said hey this is why still to this day it's fucked up <laughs> um sleuthing figuring it all out mm -hmm. is a good way to heal mm -hmm. or you're you're it's it was part of the process because now you're not blaming yourself for this correct therapy correct family 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 and friends friends and uh and being vulnerable again i was living in shame and fear for so long and i still remember you know the last because when he broke up with me over facetime i remember he said don't say anything to anybody it's nobody's business uh nobody nobody has to know and i'm like but we were together for six years you know it's like people are gonna notice i was already getting messages from like what's going on are you guys still together uh we don't see pictures of you anymore or i saw him with so and so mm -hmm. i was i felt like i was in the receiving end of that you know it's just been very healing to be able to talk about this openly without feeling so much shame and again not to victimize myself but just to like this is this is my experience, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it can help somebody out there realize, you know, when they're falling into this sort of like chaos, if you, if you want to talk. The word victim gets thrown around way too easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for purposes that are, you know, everybody will call someone a victim and I don't consider it victimhood. Everybody has experiences like this and whether you want to talk about Correct. them or not, it's your decision. I think it's stronger to talk about them because you can only go yeah. one way from there. And you know, again, this is this is obviously just my side of the story, mm -hmm. you know? And I can only acknowledge my wrongdoings so much, you know, in the relationship. I can acknowledge how tough maybe it was for him. Um, but like I say, I, what I can take from this is what I did to try to make this work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went into fighting mode, seek couples therapy. I was talking to friends. I stayed in therapy. I gave him his space. I gave him time. All of this I can take with me, you know, and be like, Alessio, you did what you could 
with the information that you had at that yeah. moment. You know, you did your very best. That's a very good way to look at it. The information that was given to you mm -hmm. was how you reacted to it. Correct. I was going to say it was very, I was thinking the, there was pitta, right? Mm -hmm. If you practice yoga. Mm -hmm. And pitta is like fiery. Yes. But because I think of that when you say um, you were angry, but you weren't. You were just, it was built up. You wanted, of course, you needed something to say. Of course. And now I, I, you know, I look back and I'm like, of course, there was a lack of intimacy, uh, which is different from sex mm -hmm. for me. There was mm -hmm. a lack of intimacy, of course, because he was just so closed off and I obviously was exploding the entire time. Uh, there were so many elements that were, you know, not contributing to a good communication on top of the uh, the whole the whole pandemic of course keeping on top everybody of, that. of course you know <laughs> trying to stay down. alive yeah. and not you know not get sick and try to figure out what you want to do for work and all of this yeah. yeah so it's on top of all of that you know it's so so it was difficult but um but yeah that's uh it's been a rough two years where are you now i'm in a much better place okay right now obviously i've had uh incredible unbelievable support from family obviously friends uh i've recently like had like expanded a new group of friends as well and i'm like i didn't That's believe cool. that was like that you know it was going to be that easy to make you know friends and new friends here in uh in the city but it's been it's been very healing and obviously um also getting to have the opportunity whenever i can to talk about uh you know, these things, it's been very, it's been very good. I'm good. in a better place. Good. Yeah. I, I enjoy having these conversations because we are human. You are human. Yeah. Uh, you do things that a lot of humans probably can't do. Correct. The, the things I've seen you take. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you yes. still have feelings, all of them. Correct. Um, And you know, it's, it's, it's all of us, everybody in this industry, you know, mm -hmm. it's just we... And everybody does in a way what we do, you know, we just yeah. choose to do it in front of a camera, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and like I said, you know, I, I just saw a business opportunity out of it, you know, and I'm like, if I can make some money out of it, then why not? Yeah. You know, I more and more every year become comfortable with mm -hmm. the idea of the sex industry, the porn industry, because yeah. of if, you know, this is the way You're paying your rent. Yeah. And you're making a living. No one has any right to judge. Yeah, of course. You know, and if and, and you're good, you're healthy, you're sane, you're you know. Yeah, and as long as you know you're not hurting anybody else, yeah. it's uh, it's like why why not do it? You know, yeah. it obviously is difficult because you're putting it out there. Yeah. You know, to but the you're make you're see. make the fantasy happen for other people. Yes. And speaking of fantasy, uh -huh. <laughs> what are we gonna do today? Oh my God, I am so excited. <laughs> we're recording. Uh, we're filming. Uh, old school. Uh. Uh, gangbang Treasure yeah. Island Media Gangbang, and I am so excited. Yeah, I've I've yet to do one for Treasure really? Island. Really? No, I have. Oh not. my god! Okay, so this is going to be my first for Treasure Island. Okay, um, and I was like, who can do it? Who can do it? Who do I want to see do it? <laughs> and I was like, that's why I hit you up, and I was like, what do you feel about this and that? And you're like, oh, the more the merrier. Amazing. Of course. Oh yeah. my god, 100. That so, is that is completely my. Yeah, fantasy. I am. I am looking forward to that. I know that you did one on 
just for fans or only fans? Just for fans, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think mostly people know me for that. I was very surprised the amount of people that showed up for that gangbang. Uh, but it was a total of 48 loads. Wow, that's amazing. It's yeah. not going to be that many this time. But <laughs> well, who knows? But we will have fun. Yeah, we will yeah. have a lot of fun. I um, can't wait. You're welcome on any time. You know, I love Thank talking you. to you. I love talking to you. Too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there is something about... I'm not gonna lie; it's definitely the Latin part too. I right? Like, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I have think it's a Hispanic. Like thing. the minute, yeah, the uh-huh. minute you, um, like the, when I meet Latin models, I already feel like home almost. Yeah, you know, 100%. and it's because we can say stuff in Spanish sometimes, even if it's mixed in with English yes. and all that shit. You Correct. can make fun of my Spanish. I know you. Be, you speak better Spanish. No, than well. <laughs> you, can make, you can make fun of it. It's perfectly fine. I'm not to say that I'm not like that with all models, but mm-hmm. there's always a familiarity with with Latin models and Spanish models that mm-hmm. um, I don't get initially with a lot of people. Yeah, and you're a genuinely nice person. Oh, thank you. So I appreciate I that. Appre- yeah, well, I, I I strive to be. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's all we can all do, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. When people want to find your stuff, oh, uh, just go to my Twitter is uh, Alessio Vega Triple X, and you will find all of my information there. I mean, I can give you uh, Instagram and all of that, but the names are different. So okay. just go to my Twitter, Alessio Vega XXX, and you'll see a link tree there that has all of my stuff. Link tree. I got to do that. Yeah. That's that's my next step. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, guys, the Demystifying Gay Porn is on every single podcast directory. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube where this video will go up. Uh, I'm doing a live Q&A on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure yet. I think probably Thursday. And it's going to be on Mixcloud. Uh, only because the Q&As that I've done before, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're fine. But I sit there for an hour and it takes a little while for questions to come in. Got so it. I was like, what's a better way for me to do this? And I'm not selling Mixcloud. They're not paying me for anything. Uh-huh. No one's paying me for anything yet. Of course. You know? But um, Mixcloud, I can, I can put, I kind of wanted to do like a radio hour. Okay. Like a radio station. Got it. Yeah, that's So cool. I'm going to play music. And Mixcloud is the only place where you can play music and they actually pay out royalties to the artists that you're playing. Oh, that's amazing. So I'm not a DJ. I'm one of those talentless people that play other people's music. <laughs> uh, you know, not like, not like a Vici or anything like that. Yeah. I don't make my own music, but I figured it would be a lot of fun to do like a music hour. And then while yeah. questions are coming in, I'll take a break in between, answer like 10 questions and then go that back to the music. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, do that. So Mixcloud, I'll let you guys know uh, when, uh, but once again, uh, Alessio Vega. This is our uh, internationally known porn star. Internet, <laughs> you gotta get out. You gotta get out of the country. I man. know. I need, are, I need to embrace that all those European much more. studios. Yeah. will love you. I need to embrace that. Yeah. Now that I'm in a better place, I'm just yeah. gonna start embracing, Do it. embracing the inner hoe. What? <laughs> I, I don't even. I, it's always the world your limit at this point, but the universe is your limit at this point. Yeah, right? the for metaverse, sure. the universe, yeah. everything. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think I just need to embrace the inner hoe. Now that I'm in a better place, uh, obviously single. And uh, and yeah, just like okay. go at it, you know. We're gonna embrace your inner hole today. Yes, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Demystifying gay porn. My name is Ike Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>